0: Welcome back to another episode of our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Leatherberry. This week, we'll be discussing the effects of minimum wage on businesses and speaking with Alyssa Baron menza Vice President of Business for a Fair Minimum Wage. Minimum wage legislation emerged at the end of the 19th century from a desire to end sweated labor, which had developed in the wake of industrialization. Sweatshops employed large numbers of women and young workers, paying them what were considered non-living wages. These did not allow workers to afford the necessities of life. Advocates for raising the minimum wage argue that we are again in a time where wages are not enough to keep up with the rising cost of living in many cities and states. In the U.S., different states are able to set their own minimum wage independent of the federal government. When the state and federal minimum wage differ, the higher wage prevails. New York City, Los Angeles, Seattle, they've all agreed to raise their minimum wage to $15 an hour within the coming years. This legislative session, Maryland lawmakers have the opportunity to do the same. Of course, the economic effects of raising the minimum wage are controversial. While some studies have shown that overall raising the minimum wage is beneficial for the community and a catalyst for economic growth, Opponents claim that raising the minimum wage will result in hardship and profit loss for businesses. Here to talk with us more about the effects of raising Maryland's minimum wage is Alyssa Barron-Menza, Vice President at Business for a Fair Minimum Wage. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you. Great. So um, I was just hoping that you could give us a little bit of background about this issue um, and help people to understand some things about minimum wage in Maryland. So I have a few questions. Uh, first, uh, tell us what Business for a Fair Minimum Wage is and, and what your core issues are.
1: Sure. Business for a Fair Minimum Wage is a national network of business owners, executives, and business organizations that believe a fair minimum wage makes good business sense. So we work at the federal, state, and local level to educate, organize, and publicize the business case for a fair minimum wage. Our thousands of members include small business owners in every state. We have large national companies like Ben & Jerry's and Wetzel's Pretzels. And in Maryland, our members include restaurants, retailers, manufacturers, service businesses, and many others. Uh, And we are pleased to support gradually raising Maryland's minimum wage to 15 by 2023.
0: Great. Um, And can you briefly summarize the current Maryland Senate and House bills to raise the minimum wage?
1: Yeah, the bills are House Bill 664 and Senate Bill 543, and they have the same terms. So they would gradually raise Maryland's minimum wage to 15 by 2023. The phase-in would happen over six years, moving first to 1010 on July 1st of 2018 as set by existing law then it would go to 11 in 2019 and increase by a dollar a year until it reaches 15 an hour in 2023. It would be followed by annual adjustments after that so it keeps pace with the cost of living rather than falling behind and it would raise the tip minimum wage to 15 by 2025. So that would give restaurants and other employers with tipped workers an extra 2 years to plan and phase in the increase. Now, the House Economic Matters Committee had a hearing on February 27th. The Senate Finance Committee had a hearing on May—excuse uh, on March 8th. We had over a dozen businesses testify in support of those bills. And since the hearings, we've been waiting on the committees to take a vote. So in the General Assembly, we're only three votes short of what's needed to pass. In the House, we have 74 co-sponsors, which is a majority of that body and enough to pass the bill. In the Senate, we have 21 of the 24 votes needed to pass. Recent polling shows that Maryland's minimum wage, um, raising Maryland's minimum wage to 15 by 2023, also has strong majority voter support in several districts where legislators are undecided. So at this point, uh, legislators have just one day left to make this happen as uh, Monday, April 9th is the last day of this legislative session. So we'll see what happens tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. And for our listeners out there, um, what are some of the reasons why increasing the minimum wage is good economic policy?
1: We say raising the minimum wage is good for business, customers, and our economy. First, we can't forget that workers are also customers. Today's minimum wage is not keeping up with the cost of living, and that unfortunately leaves many working Marylanders without sufficient income to meet their basic needs. That's bad news for businesses who depend on having customers who can afford their products and services. When you raise the minimum wage, you boost sales as Maryland workers have more money to spend at local businesses. We also say it's smart policy because it reduces the strain on the social safety net caused by inadequate wages. When you raise the minimum wage, you level the playing field among businesses rather than having businesses and taxpayers both subsidize those that are paying too little to live on. We don't think that's an efficient or a fair way to run an economy. When you raise the minimum wage, then you strengthen the economy and you help businesses and communities thrive.
0: And as, as you said, businesses are a huge part of uh, Maryland's economy. And can you talk a little bit about the effect that raising the minimum wage would have on these businesses?
1: Yeah, again, businesses need customers with money to spend. So when working people can't afford the basics, they're not replacing bald tires, they're not taking their family out to eat or getting their kids a new pair of shoes. So when we raise the minimum wage, it means working people have more money to spend on goods and services they couldn't afford before. In an economy that is 70% consumer-driven, nothing drives job creation more than boosting consumer demand. We also say raising Maryland's minimum wage makes good business sense. It's not as simple as saying an increase in labor costs decreases revenues, as you will hear from some folks who oppose the increase. And that's because low pay typically means high employee turnover, and turnover is very costly for a business. As you replace an employee, uh, you are spending money and time on advertising the position, screening and interviewing applicants, hours spent onboarding and training the person and in the weeks and the months it takes to get someone trained your company is losing money if you pay a decent wage by contrast and you allow someone to stick with you you can keep the already trained employee so when we raise the minimum wage and we decrease employee turnover businesses not only see these reduced hiring and training costs but they see stronger productivity and morale better product quality, improved customer service, less product waste, and lower error and accident rates that come from more experienced employees. Now, this is common sense. It makes sense that when you take care of your people, they are better able to take care of your business and your customers. And good customer service is huge for so many of our businesses. Employees often make the difference between repeat customers and lost customers.
0: And are there currently any businesses that support the minimum wage? Are there some examples in Maryland?
1: Yeah, we have members all across Maryland that are supporting this uh, gradual increase to 15 by 2023. So just to give you a sense, we've got restaurants and coffee shops like Atwater's in Baltimore, Rise Up Coffee Roasters, with five locations on the Eastern Shore. We've got Ann Pizza that's um, in Germantown, Gaithersburg, Rockville, Bethesda, and Baltimore, Busboys and Poets, in Hyattsville. Uh, on the retailer front, we have Ann Beth's in Annapolis, and a few cool hardware stores, which owns 4 Ace hardware stores across the state. For service businesses, we have folks like Winkler Automotive Service Center in Gaithersburg, Sprout Catering and Trap on the Eastern Shore, BA Auto Care in Columbia, which was winner of the Maryland Small Business uh, of the Year Award. We've got manufacturers like Be More Organic, La Pasta, Whole Foods, uh, the Sweet Farm in Frederick. That's just to name a few of the many businesses across the state who are supporting uh, this gradual increase. And I want to give an example or two, if I may. Sure. So um, Ann Pizza um, is a a, a great story because they are one of the fastest growing um, uh, fast casual restaurants in the country. And fast casual, of course, is one of the fastest growing segments of the restaurant industry. So um, not only do they have their locations in Maryland, they are in D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, and soon Boston. Um, we, we hear sometimes folks ask about whether raising the minimum wage will impact impact price competitiveness. And we know from uh, Ann Pizza that their pizzas cost somewhere in the 9 to $11 range. They are custom built. They have better ingredients. The national median prices for pizza are somewhere between $7.25 and $15. So what we see from Ann Pizza is that they already pay a fair wage. Um, they, Uh, You know, they have better ingredients and yet they're fully price competitive. Their pizzas are right in the kind of median range of national median prices. So imagine if they're already growing gangbusters um, and they're very successful with a fair wage model, how much easier it's going to get for them when everyone uh, in the state of Maryland is held to the same standard and they're not going it alone. Another great example I like is BA Auto Care in Columbia, Maryland. They have 18 staff. Um, They've been in business for 40 years. They've been uh, the best of Howard County for 25 years running. And they feel their success is because of their fair wages. Uh, Brian England, um, their owner, talks about this idea that when you, you visit a business and their staff is constantly changing, it very often goes back to the fact that they're paying an inadequate minimum wage. And that when you you raise the minimum wage, you help the businesses who are who are paying minimum wage to actually provide a better service. So employers who pay uh, wages and benefits um, you know, on the increasing minimum wage scale will find that employees work harder, they're more productive. On top of this, they stay with you, you develop, they develop a rapport with your customers. All of that is very good for business. So, Brian, we hear Brian talk a lot about the fact that it makes sense to have. Wage and lower turnover than a low minimum wage with high turnover, and all of the expenses for a business, but also for society that are associated with that.
0: Thanks for the example, those examples. Um, and, you know, we've heard a little bit about how raising the minimum wage would affect businesses. And you mentioned a bit about consumers. But, um, you know, a large concern is that prices for goods and services will rise. And how how will raising the minimum wage affect consumers in that respect? Oh,
1: uh, raising the minimum wage will be very helpful for consumers as it's going to boost the buying power of over 573,000 000- working marylanders and put over two billion dollars back into local communities across the state um, as for kind of price increases the short answer is no we, we haven't seen significant price increases when we raise the minimum wage in the past now to understand why this is where it's very helpful to go back and look at what's happened with past minimum wage increases We've had a federal minimum wage for over 80 years, it's one of the most researched social issues, so we can go back and look at what happened with actual past increases, including when one state raised wages and a neighboring state didn't, or one locality did and a neighboring locality didn't. And what we've seen from those past minimum wage increases is that they don't cause significant price increases for most businesses. And again, that's because of two things. One, the boost we see in consumer demand, which more than offsets increased labor costs. Uh, It's important to keep in mind that most businesses have far more customers than they have boost in demand um, is very significant, and yet it's hard for most small business owners to model for that because they're busy running their business and they're not economists. Um, the second offset we see are these cost offsets within a business that come from decreased turnover and an increased productivity. So when you raise the minimum wage and you see this overall boost in buying power and a lot more folks who can um, afford to go beyond the basics, Um, and you see these cost offsets within a business, overall raising the minimum wage then gives a major lift uh, to businesses uh, as well as to consumers.
0: Thanks for that. And Alyssa, thank you so much for sitting down with us and letting us know more about the effect of raising the minimum wage in Maryland. Um, How can business owners and employers get involved with business for a fair minimum wage? Well, business
1: Minimum wage can go to our website, which is businessforafairminimumwage.org. Um, you'll see both on the home page and on our sign-on tab a sign-on statement um, that businesses across Maryland are signing to show their support for raising the minimum wage. And that's a great way that we identify those across sectors and across the state um, who want to plug in their voice. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at minimum wage biz. uh, And that's a way to kind of follow the conversation, hear a range of different business perspectives from those that support and find out how you can plug in.
0: Great. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. And hopefully we'll see this legislation passed in the next year. So
1: yes, let's hope it's got strong business and voter support. So um, let's see what the legislature can make happen tomorrow. Thanks so
0: much. Thank you. That was Alyssa Baron Menza, VP at Businesses for a Fair Minimum Wage. For more information, check out their website at businessforafairminimumwage.org. Follow them on social media at minimum wage biz, and lastly, follow the hashtag #FF15Maryland for more information on the minimum wage fight in Maryland. We'll end this episode with some words from Gina Schaefer, a business owner in Maryland. As always, thanks for listening to the Our Maryland Policy and Politics Podcast. See you next time with a wrap-up of this year's legislative session.
2: I own and operate 12 Ace Hardware stores with my husband, and our stores are in Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, Tacoma Park, Maryland, and Alexandria, Virginia. We have um, almost 300 employees, which we're pretty proud of. Um, We started our business in 2003. So over the years, the way that we've been able to compete in the market against Um, you know, big boxes and now online competitors is really just being a better place to work. So we decided a long time ago that the foundation of that would be paying higher than the starting wage in the jurisdictions that we were in. So um, we had always paid more than the minimum wage in our D.C. stores, and then we branched out into Baltimore. And then from there, and we decided at some point that we would pay in each one of our locations whatever the highest wage was anywhere. So I think D.C. started... um, Raising the wage higher than uh, Baltimore did, and we were slowly inching that up to make sure that we were keeping the same standards everywhere. At the same time, I started to speak out publicly on behalf of raising the federal minimum wage, um, you know, across the country when 1010 became a thing, and then 12, and then 15. And so, we have just sort of maintained that trajectory of paying higher than the starting wage and also paying the same across jurisdictions. And what we've realized in our Maryland stores is that if we operate based on the same standards, there's no disruption to the business, meaning paying higher in Baltimore is not causing the business to suffer. Um, And of course, there's lots of conversations that need to be had about how the finances work and the expenses that you pay when you run a business, et cetera, and so on. But what we've realized is that Our employees um, are happier with a higher wage and that works just as well in Maryland as it does in D.C. And the cost of living, um, you know, the expenses of living in both jurisdictions are very high. And so we can help uh, make it easier for our staff to stay longer, be better uh, employees, be better uh, community members because they can spend more at other local businesses, uh, not just to mention the fact that they can uh, live more comfortably in both areas. And so we've um, supported 15 in Maryland um, back since it started being a thing in Baltimore, which I think was maybe two years ago at this point, point. Um, and we'll just speak publicly on behalf of having it become um, passed legislation in Maryland going forward.